on EurekaCast now, asteroids, the metaverse, fairies. There is no shortage of news about the dramatic end of one era or another. Tonight, we discuss the science of cataclysms and the tech that could save us or plunge us into further chaos. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. I'm glad you're here. My name is Professor Rowan Meadowlark, PhD, and I am an adjunct professor here at the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Welcome to Simon Amy's Eureka Cast Now, where science meets technology meets you. Joining me, as always, is media disruption developer Kai Hubris. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. It's it's of October, so at least around here. At, uh, at the New Media Labs, Tech Brothers New Media Labs, it is the most wonderful time of year because it is officially Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Well, why do people need to be, uh, uh, forgive me for asking the obvious here, but are people not already aware of cybersecurity? No, they're absolutely not. I th- I've cl- we've collected a lot of, here at New Media Labs, we have collected a lot of data about everybody and it seems consistent just simply about how easy it is to collect their data that people are not aware of the importance of cybersecurity. Uh, and I think this is a great time to make an announcement from uh, from Tech Brothers New Media Labs about the Textbox Chapter Gamma. Has the um, has there been a breach? Is there some issues going on with that? The way the way that that, that transition seems concerning for the presumably two or three people that use this uh, Textbox Chapter Gamma. No, it's it's a lot. It's a, if there was a problem, it'd be a lot bigger problem than that. Uh, it would affect uh, millions of people around the world. Uh, but no, actually, this is not a problem. Actually, we're, we're going to be talking about a solution, a change uh, that it, it relates to cybersecurity in some way. Um, you see, uh, Tech Brothers has just this week made the announcement that one of its most popular platforms on the Textbox Chapter Gamma, which is, of course, the ulti-gen of video game consoles. Uh, mean, which means what? Uh, it's the best. It's the last and it's the best. And guess what? You know what? What? Everybody's got one, I, unlike the PS5. I, I, you see, I've, um, I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but we're not here to discuss. See, uh, we're not here to retread that ground. You see, here at the New Media Labs, Tech Brothers New Media Labs, we have decided, uh, and it was a hard decision, but you know, we're pushing for the future. We're pushing towards the future. We have decided to turn off online play for uh, one of the most popular platforms, uh, Block Club Metaspace. <sighs> And um, pursuant to what reason exactly? I will get into that. I mean, Rowan, do you know what Block Club Metaspace is? I don't want to presume. I, If I did, I have made great efforts to forget. Well, let me remind you. It's, it's sort of a nice, hip, fun space where you and your friends can all live and hang out in your own small little neighborhood in the, in the metaverse. Uh, that's what Block Club Metaspace is. It's all the amenities of, of, of urban city life, you know, your friendly neighborhood. Uh, you got old Mr. Cranky down at the bait shop, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, the classic fixture of any... Uh, any, any 
than any neighborhood in Chicago. So Block Club Metaspace is the next evolution of connectivity, of living together. Um, unfortunately, or I don't like to use negative terms, so I'm going to say upfortunately, uh, Tech Brothers New Media Labs has had to make the difficult decision of disabling online play this week in response to a, to a very uh, concerning uh, discovery of a, of a backdoor in the service that allows hackers to use online play uh, to hijack a, 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 a player or a participant's uh, gamer score. And, you know, to shut down uh, a, a service like this, presumably this gamer score, what is that? Is that related to a social security number or credit card numbers or anything like that? Well, it's the number one most important, uh, important score in the future. Like you can forget about your credit score. This is the score that banks are going to be looking at when you're making a down payment on a nice, uh, a nice property in the metaverse. Right. Uh, so it's probably it's the most important number, and it's going to control every part of your life. So it's it's concerning if somebody is able to gain control of it. Um, but let me just say, it's not the end of the world, unlike no. the things that we're going to be talking about on this show uh, for the rest of the show. But it's not the end of the world um, because Block Club Metaspace um, has it will not change in the slightest. Your neighborhood still will be there with the bait shop. With the bait shop, the bait shop is going to be there. But it just so happens all your friends, Mr. Cranky, even too. Uh, they're just not going to be home, you know. They're going to take a few days off, a few weeks off. They're going to take a little bit of time off. So, so I mean, here's the thing. This is a home alone situation. You got your neighborhood there. It's all to, it's all yours. You could do anything. So, hold on. I'm, I'm, uh, you have to forgive me. I'm, I make great pains not to learn about the metaverse, but um, here we are. Uh, <clears throat> my understanding of the whole conceit is that it is an online version it is an it is an extra layer with which individuals can communicate and interact and have a sort of virtual community absolutely and you are saying that this will still exist mm -hmm. absent anyone else yeah it will be on some line just not the same line that all of your friends are on. And they're going to have their own space. So think about this. This is a great opportunity. You can play your drums as loud as you want. You can go outside. Your, you can, your metaverse drums. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get that from the, from the, from the text box store. Uh, you can go outside, run around, and nobody will see. Nobody will know what you're doing. I mean, it's freeing. How different is you that? You can take from, off your shirt. Well, how different is that from presumably when this was online and no one was using it? Uh, that, that never happened. No. No. Well, this, I, this was this before the text box chapter gamma existed. This was, this is still happening. This is actually this is one of the first things, ever. Right. This is creation. So uh, so um what presumably, presumably uh with this uh this space this virtual space individuals the block club meta space, uh, yes yeah. the block club meta space thank you. Um, individuals have um, opted or somehow either acquired, purchased, or otherwise received parcels and of these these digital assets, which are property, what have you, um, mm -hmm. it, it, furniture, clothing. If you're saying you can take off your shirt, presumably there was a shirt to take off. Mm -hmm. uh, drums, I guess. Is there going to be with, with the expectation that these Cylinder. assets are? capable of being moved from one place to another, that individuals will see them, that, that they are a part of this online space and are thus can be moved around in the online space as Absolutely. it were a real life space. Absolutely. But it's no longer online. It's, n well, no. 
So how does uh, is there going to be recourse for any of these? Um, you know, once again, the two or three people that that presumably this will be two affecting. or three thousand people. Yeah, uh, we are working on incorporating. Uh, so this is the thing we know. You know, it, it's going to get kind of lonely. You know, you're going to sit down with a nice book. You're going to sit on your glasses, and then where will you be? Um, we're working on incorporating an AI, uh, a few AI homunculi into the game, uh, just to just to you know make you feel less lonely. However, they are these homunculi. They may be appearing in your game soon, or in in this uh, in the in your block club soon, um, in your meta meta space soon. But they are currently in beta, um, so it's not advisable to attempt to have the cool fun time with them that you might want to have uh, in in your meta space. Um, even if they do appear in your game, it, it, it's it's better it's best to just leave them be. Leave the homunculi be be for now. Um, and know that hopefully in a, little, a few weeks' time, you'll be able to have that cool, fun time that you want. With these homunculi yes. that are not being operated by players. No, these, off, are, all, these are your homunculi. Offline. They're sort of like your friends. Well, they I, are your friends. I, well, I mean, you know, I have I have had acquaintances, colleagues that would I would consider a homunculi. Would identify as homunculi would be considered a homunculi by most metrics. Well, it sounds like you're already you're already in the in the meta space, Rowan. Um. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Happy Cybersecurity Awareness Day. What well, week month, everybody? Th- thank you very much for that um, that update, Kai. Um, hopefully, you're uh, hopefully this is doesn't inconvenience. Um, Anyone, hopefully, this isn't an inconvenience to 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 anyone. I don't so, think it will ultimately be an inconvenience to anyone, really. Sure, and and we apologize uh, as a disclaimer. We apologize for not being on last week. Uh, some stuff happened, uh, but but Rowan, what um, do you want to explain at all? Do you want to get into why we weren't on? Last week. Well, you see, I, I I want to. I desperately want to. There's mm-hmm. a part of me that cries out to be able to discuss why there was such a virulent and hateful response to the post saying that we would be discussing mermaids, to mm-hmm. the, the idea that we would be discussing mermaids it on was, our science and technology it, program. It was for our own safety, but it was also for all of your safety as well. Um, that, that certainly, definitely. And um, I really... I, I would love to go into it, but the more I go into it, I don't want to give these people the satisfaction. We don't want to give them a platform. We don't want to give them a platform. We really don't, which is why I'm very happy to say that we will not be intimidated. We will not be. We will not we have our, backs, our ground. We will not have our backs put against the wall, and uh, we will not um, stoop to the level that such these, these these people that are so angry about mermaids. I hesitate to call them people that are so angry about mermaids um, want us to. Mm-hmm. And, Next week, we will be back. We will be back. We will be back with mermaids. We'll be here with all the mermaid content. Please tune in next week, and I promise you, we will have mermaids. Mermaid science, mermaid technology, um, the the future of mermaids. All the information that you deserve. And I think most importantly, I think we're going to be dropping, if you'll pardon the expression, I think we're going to be dropping some major mermaid truth bombs next next episode. And um, to all of those out there who who want this information kept down, who for all of these individuals out there that don't want us to cover this story, Mm -hmm. um, tough luck, kiddo. Pound sand. We will talk about mermaids. The world is changing. This is our program. Well, this is actually Simon Amy's program. We we are running this program, Mm -hmm. and we will not be told that we can or cannot talk about a subject unless Simon Amy tells us that we can or cannot. The future is here, and it is mermaids. And, 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 um, well, the future will be here a week from now when we talk about mermaids. It's almost here. Get your future 
decorations ready. Uh, Nevertheless, um, on the subject of the subjects and um, sort of directives that we are handed from the man himself, the Uh guru, the thought leader, Simon Amy. um, Not really a myth, but definitely a legend. We are here to talk about... um, the subject handpicked by him, the the lead guru of the Institute Name of Spirit is Science. Name Simon Amy. Uh, he runs a business. Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. That is the subject we were handed. And um, to that end, there's a lot of really interesting and exciting, um, if a tad bit depressing, stories for us to get into uh, regarding this idea of the cataclysm, mm-hmm. of the fiery and dramatic end to an event. Um, or the unsubstantial end. True. As it might be. But in, in any case, uh, we also do have a second directive uh, uh, that we have received, which is to say that um, Chicago Body Project. The long, great people. Long par- partners. Longtime partners of the program. We admire them. They admire us. Uh, they have um, managed to uh, – well, not managed. We have the pleasure to be able to not just give them a platform mm-hmm. but a siphon. Yeah. Yes, a, a, a siphon. We uh, we will be working in tandem uh, together with them to uh, carry out some important data collection and analysis using this program and all of your support. And 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 that's um the you might be wondering to yourself, you might be curious, what exactly does that entail? Will there be? Am I going to have to put my email in and get spam? Am mm-hmm. I going to have to fill out a um, a survey and send it back, or am right. I going to have to call in? No. I mean, all yeah, this is all cybersecurity no nos anyway. You yeah, know? no. Uh, through the um, some some proprietary uh, hardware, software, um, um, it tones spermware. Uh, we uh, will be able to um, gather data completely silently, completely without interruption to the program flow for the mm-hmm. most part, like a ninja. And um, we are excited to give you the opportunity to not just be a citizen scientist, as you are obviously when we, you listen. Yes. You can be a citizen test subject as well. Absolutely, and it, it's it's a painless. It's you won't even know what's happening. Uh, it takes so little effort. Really, it's it would be a, it's going to be a pleasure for you. Right. You're going to enjoy it. Um, although, if it is a uh, a physical pleasure for you, please email us and let us know. So these are very experimental procedures, and um, yes, it probably should not be pleasurable. Yes, if you if you are sense. if you are allergic to certain things, you may want to keep an eye out. Right. Um, and this is, of course, um, legally, this does legally constitute a, um, a warning. And by continuing to listen to this program, you have uh, implicitly agreed to have your uh, data collected uh, for the Chicago Body Project. And for that, so thank, we, thank you. you. We thank, thank you, you so yes. much. We, really, uh, we couldn't ask any more. Um, but with that, I think it's time we get into our story. I believe it is time to get into the story um, on this program. Um, cataclysms of disruption and kai um a very cataclysm a very disruptive thing occurred with regards to a potential cataclysm recently yes absolutely nasa's out there if you haven't heard uh nasa's out there they're making waves they're doing stuff they're disrupting the universe as they as is their want to do they don't they can't get enough of it so what i want to do is i want to talk a little bit about what's going on from a different perspective i want to present a different perspective on this because this is about cataclysms, the the idea of, a, of an asteroid hitting the Earth. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into that notion and what NASA has done recently to 
offset that. Yeah, um, and, and then I'm going to also propose uh, some other stuff. All right. Well, we are, um, we've got it all loaded up for you, Kai. We're all ready to go. Um, Absolutely. When, uh, um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you take it away? Of course. So NASA's at it again. Uh, NASA has, has uh, if you haven't heard, they sent up a thing called the DART mission. So the DART mission, it stands for the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Uh, and this is something, it's, it's very clear once you understand. It's a very straightforward, it sounds complicated, it's very straightforward. See, NASA made this spacecraft, and what they do is they are going to hit that spacecraft. They have hit that spacecraft into an asteroid system, Didymos, Diphomos, Dimorphos. Dimorphos. You know, I don't even dimorphos. care. Like, I don't even. I believe it comes from the Greek for um, two. Comes from the Greek morphs. for. I think it's it comes from the Greek for a loser asteroid that we're going to obliterate. Because uh, what uh, what NASA did was they sent a spacecraft hurtling into that thing and uh, and, and took it out. Man, they 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 made that thing they made that thing crumble, and we saw it. it must be really embarrassing for that asteroid. Whatever's left of it, anyway. Absolutely. Um, so, or the asteroid system, I, I guess, double asteroid. Uh, so, and and the, and the reason for this is, well, if this asteroid ever even thought about hitting the Earth, maybe it'll think twice. You know, I, I, I definitely, on a personal level, I'm not a huge fan of uh, violence. I don't believe violence is a solution for anything, even uh -huh. violence against um, space debris, mm -hmm. as the case may be. But the threat of an asteroid hitting the Earth as immortalized in such classic films as Armageddon, Deep Impact. Um, the class, I'm sure uh, there's some more Land out there. Before Time. Uh, yes. Ice um, Age. It, it's it is worthwhile to have this technology in the back pocket and ready to go, ready to throw it out there. Absolutely, but but the thing is, this is not without its backlash. Really? Yes. So and and realistically, the backlash uh, primarily comes from you know a, a few things. Uh, first off, obviously, uh, it's just not impressive. You know, I talked about it. It's so simple. It's such a simple idea. Slam a rocket into another thing. And this just comes from the fact that, well, we all know uh, uh, NASA, that's all fine and good. But NASA's, NASA's got a bunch of jocks working there, real meatheads. They, they, see, a, they see a nail. They're all hammers. They're just going to ham hammer that thing. Whereas I, maybe if there was another tool involved, if we were a, it was a smarter tool, a more elegant tool, they might come up with a, a better way of hitting that nail in than a hammer. And, and and what do you have a uh, uh, it, it seems like you have something in mind specifically I mean for this. wait hold on I mean uh, there's a lot more to talk about it's oh, not okay. elegant uh, also think of the repercussions and I think uh, and and I'm it's not just me it, I make it sound like it's just me because he heard so much positive stuff about this from the world Google Google cannot shut up about it. Well, as as they've ruined we, my browser, they keep uh, crashing things into my browser. As as we have um, mentioned in the past. Um, uh, astronomy um, and astrology, uh, both sciences, um, it's sexy. Space it's so is sexy. sexy. Space is, um, it's also quite juicy, I would say. It it's manages sexy, to inter it's juicy. It, 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 it's like a nice pomegranate. It gets people going. And, and so, of course, they would talk about this. And, and uh -huh. explosions, also quite juicy, quite sexy. Um, altogether, this is a, a publicity slam dunk, yeah. I think, amongst... 
Well, let maybe, me let maybe me talk... not the scientists, but the science fans. Well, let's say, hey, yeah, I got the biggest scientist, the biggest science fan uh, on my side with this because uh, after this, of course, uh, we had SpaceX run by some one of the sexiest scientists alive, Elon Musk, possibly one of the juiciest as well. One of the juiciest. He has. He just sort of has a juice to him. He seems like he's full of juice. Uh, the SpaceX uh, commented, "Congratulations on successfully crashing a spacecraft into an asteroid." Like big, big whoop, whoop. Am I right? Absolutely, I agree with SpaceX here. Furthermore, uh, Elon Musk personally sent this photo, uh, which I think also. <laughs> uh, what a lovely, what a, a lovely, a lovely meme. Certainly, I, I'm not much. I don't. I don't know how much I truly get get along with these ideas that Elon Musk has, and I, I think some of he might be. A, he tends to overstate his case a little bit, but this is quite a chortle See, right what here. What we have is we have NASA. NASA's Will Smith. He's hitting the rock, the asteroid Chris Rock, and then we have <laughs> a satellite being <laughs> Chris Rock is the asteroid because he is a rock. <laughs> It's, he's, you know, what a it's, memer! What a memer that juicy, sexy guy a, 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 is. A, absolutely, absolutely. Because because the thing is, like, think about the repercussions. We don't know where that asteroid's going to go. It might go and hit some sort of cause some sort of chain reaction to occur, butterfly effect. You know, it's just not an elegant solution. Well, uh, you know, uh, just to, speaking from you not, ruin not, a rocket too. Think not, about that. Not not just from an astronomical standpoint, but from you know, sort of the more hard sciences, sort of your astrological astrological aspects. Um, there is uh, a great deal of uh, um, controversy and anger with regards to the possibility of this asteroid interfering with the uh, the transits, the retrogrades, and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, especially sort of the newer, more cutting edge astrological sciences that involve these smaller space debris. Yeah, um, sure. I, I I think that it's a little overblown personally, but it, it has been I'm, quite a buzz at the uh, Institute of Spirit Science. Yeah, about I mean, I've this. seen I've seen the Twitter the Twitter hashtag. Hashtags, let it crash in response to this because some people just want the asteroid to, to come to earth but uh obviously so not elegant tons of repercussions i don't think nasa nasa you know they're just not thinking critically about this however an organization that we've thought a lot about we've talked a lot about uh and that tech brothers tech brothers laboratories has collaborated a lot with uh trisec or the chicago uh the chicago incubator for space exploration and colonization uh, they have another idea. Once again, a, a, a long-time um, uh, organizational partner to the program, and um, someone uh, who and a uh, a, uh, a mutual fans. We um, love each other. You know, we, it is. It is. It is a love. A love, a love affair. affair. <laughs> well, we got a we got a hotel room together to talk about uh, a new a new project. Um, Over and some wine, I assume. Uh, yes. Uh, a Chardonnay. Pinot more like a, like a, a wine cooler. <laughs> few wine coolers uh we have a more elegant solution uh and that solution uh so here here's the solution earth yes vexes okay asteroid in okay disaster event let's 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 see that happen in real time so this is a this is a very good uh, a good presentation of what's going to happen the thing is why move the asteroid why reject redirect the asteroid when we can just move the earth well you know that and that goes back to the idea of 
fixing your own house, fixing your own problems before you go out and attempt to uh, fix other problems, look internally as opposed mm -hmm. to externally. Chisek is the home of the truly intellectual engineer, and they came up with this better idea to just move the earth or, you know, just sort of uh, uh, sort of change the radius and orbital speed of the earth a few uh, a few meters, a few miles, a few kilometers um, and and just barely just as we see in this in this image here uh, just barely miss that asteroid sort of sort of I'm seeing an, uh, uh, an animation here of what might be characterized as a dodge roll from yes. a uh, from sort of a, a tumble that e would uh, that would that to step out of the way e e exactly but what we call it as evade the name of this project is evade so let me talk a little bit about how we plan on doing this it's a it's actually very simple so evade, of course, as we just described, Earth vexes asteroid in disaster event. That asteroid wants to hit us. We're going to really peeve that thing off. And, and so how, how do you plan on doing this? Yeah, so we plan on moving the Earth using two, it's very simple, two major parts, two major things. First one is force. Mm -hmm. Second one is momentum. Okay. And that's it. That's it? Yeah, so you see this picture here. Right, I'm 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 looking at um, a once again a uh, a, a, a characteristic dodge roll from a uh, a video game of yeah. some sort. So you you just imagine that the Earth, using strategically placed uh, forces as well as momentum, and a plus three green crest shield, presumably. Let's forget about that. We're going, uh, we're depraved or whatever. We're we're going in. We're going in with no armor. We're going in with loincloth right nothing more than the loincloth um and we're just gonna we're just gonna like slip slip past that guy we're gonna get in those iframes <laughs> really get past uh, past that asteroid as it comes to us is that a technical term iframe is that a, is that a um astronomical engineering sort of uh sort of uh term yeah it's it stands for, for intergalactic frames <laughs> um yeah so so we're gonna yeah we're gonna just just narrowly narrowly miss miss them and Frankly, this is a better solution, I think, all around. I think we can all agree. Um, it's less disruptive to the, to the universe. Um, it's easier. We don't have to ra waste a rocket. We just have to use force and momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, there are other, other, uh, other applications to this. It, so just, just out of curiosity, how exactly is force, are you, uh, is Chisek proposing to apply force to alter momentum? Yeah, so the thing is that force, um, so I don't mean to get into the weeds here, but force is, in fact, mass times acceleration. So what we plan on using is mass, and then we plan on accelerating that mass, and in doing so, uh, moving the Earth. Okay, fascinating, fascinating. So with these other applications, yes. what, are we, what are we looking at here? So, we, so the other applications include, and I say this is the biggest one, um, is that we're, we're literally changing the distance from the sun that the Earth, we're, we're changing the radius of, mm -hmm. of the Earth's rotation. Mm -hmm. So we're changing the distance from the sun, uh, so the obvious application is we can move the Earth closer or further from the sun uh, because of we need to be closer or further from the sun, say. Maybe it's too hot. Maybe it's too cold. We just move the Earth. Maybe they change the sun again. Uh, God forbid, Rowan. I, I, I know you think that ha has happened before. I, I, I don't think it has happened before. I know it has happened before. And um, it, to that end, I think this would be an excellent way to, to show those out there that would seek to change the sun and who have in the past changed the sun that while we cannot stop what they do to the sun, the earth is ours. 
There is no attempt to move under the cover of night to change the sun as they did in the past, because we are all on the earth. I, I, I'm, I was a little skeptical, Kai, but I'm, I'm, I'm really quite fascinated by this new technology you're unveiling. Right. And, and as we all know, I think this is that this is the major thing: is that the uh, in, in a few billion billion years, uh, the the sun is set to get larger and eventually explode. Right, uh, as we all know. Um, so we made this helpful little visualization of what we're going to do uh, in that in that case. Um, so you know, we have the sun exploding, we have the Earth there. And the Earth moves at a healthy clip, just right out of the way. It gets too hot, it just, it goes flying. Well, that, that's you know what I that's fascinating. Um, I I um, I'm still I'm eager to see how mass and accelerate uh, mass and sorry force and momentum uh-huh. are to be imparted in this scenario uh, strategically. But uh, I'm I'm fascinated. This is this is really quite fascinating, and and um, I I do uh, wish um, the uh, Chicago Incubator for um, Space Exploration Colonization the best in this endeavor. Truly, me too, me too. Um, well, uh, thank you very much, Kai. Um, of a little story on not necessarily about cataclysms, but on how to avoid cataclysms, mm-hmm. and perhaps, perhaps how we might have already caused a cataclysm elsewhere in mm-hmm. the universe. Um, but that does bring us to about the midpoint of the program. So this is a good time for our data dunk from the Chicago Body Project. That's right, um, because today, um, as mentioned earlier in the program, uh, we are uh, working with the um, Chicago Body Project. To just collect some information. Chicago Body Project focuses on collecting data in the city of Chicago to help make it healthy as it would as it would a, a body about about the the citizens of the sh- uh, city of Chicago and the who, city itself um, who could be seen to form the cells and the organs and all of the fluids with uh, therein yeah you, you know you you have a latte and that latte is the blood so Kai uh, why don't we uh, why don't we go right ahead into that what do you what do you have for us absolutely so welcome to the data dunk with a quick message from the Chicago body project All this talk about cataclysms might make you start thinking about security. Security, of course, for yourself and your own safety, but also for your family in the case of, well, an emergency. Nobody wants to leave expensive hospital bills, funeral costs, and excessive debt to your grieving loved ones. Consider the life that you want to leave them. All right, thanks everybody. I think we got it. Okay, uh, and with that little data dunk over, why don't we go ahead and move to our mid-show midterm? And it's going to be a little different this week, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a a multiple uh, choice, a multiple choice uh, sort of question. We are going to be uh, we're leaving it slightly open-ended, right? Um, so why don't I let me just go ahead and get that pulled Let's up? Load that in from the USB you have it but, stored but on. But why don't you uh, encrypted why don't you, in USB? Yeah, why don't you start off by reading it? Reading sort of the. Uh, uh, what we've got here. I, w- I would love to. So this one is uh, keeping with our theme of cataclysms of doomsday. This one is about one of the most prominent symbols of doomsday, the doomsday clock. And it connects it with something that we all enjoy, and that's gaming. Uh, and the doomsday clock, of course, by the um, International Union of Atomic Scientists out of uh, the University of Chicago, where the physical doomsday clock is actually held. Mm-hmm. A little Chicago connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the question here connects those two things, and, and here's the question. I'm just about to read it, so get your thinking caps on. Based on the time until midnight, 
on the doomsday clock, and that is currently set at 100 seconds. So according to the doomsday clock, we are 100 seconds away from midnight or... The closest it's ever been, worth mentioning. Sure. The closest it's ever been to doomsday itself at midnight. Um, 100 seconds. Based off of that, which classic platformer could you speedrun between now and the end of the world? Or, or in other words, what classic game can you speedrun in less than or just about 100 seconds... If that was a real clock, counting down the time until doomsday. So um, we have a couple of hints. So uh, let's go ahead through these very quickly because okay. uh, we're, we're a little, little shaggy here towards the end of the program. Um, hint number one, the apocalypse would be super tragic. Super tragic. That's uh, that's in quotes, super. Uh, hint two, it would be the second extinction of the dinosaurs. Unfortunate. I... Didn't think they should have been extinct the first time. It, it is um, it is a, a shame to think how close we were to have uh, the ability to ride perhaps a Dionychus around uh, just down the street to the vineyard or to the park. Eat an apple you. off a bush. Uh, beautiful. Um, and then uh, hint number three, let's a go into the arms of God. So those are your three hints. Um, use whichever one of those hints you want to. And after this break, after this short station break, we are going to come back and give you the answer. So really uh, put on your thinking caps. Um, So uh, please stick around. Uh, We're going to, as uh, my co-host Kai just mentioned, a short station break, Um, somewhere maybe five to ten-ish minutes. Um, And when we return, we will continue our program for the evening. Cataclysm. Please stay tuned. And we are back. We are back. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to answer our question from the mid-show midterm, which once again, if you don't recall, hopefully you were thinking about it, but the question was based on the time until midnight on the doomsday clock, which is 100 seconds. Which classic platformer could you speedrun between now and the end of the world? Uh, So another way to look at this is, is that if the doomsday clock was a literal doomsday clock and there was 100 seconds until a cataclysm ended the world as we know it and perhaps your life how which game would you be able to finish would you be able to complete uh hint one if you'd like the hint one was the apocalypse would be super tragic hint two is rowan it would be the second extinction of the dinosaurs and hint three is probably my favorite uh it is uh, let's a go into the arms of God. Uh, Kai, do you have a thought? Do you have any questions? What, what do you think? What do I think? What do you think the answer is? Um, well, mine's actually going to be pretty controversial. I think it's uh, Luigi's Mansion. Well, you know, that's... Um, and it's th- controversial, of course, because uh, some people hate Luigi's Guts. And you haven't played Luigi's Mansion, presumably. Uh, no, I beat it in about 99 seconds. So uh, um, that's very close, Kai. Very, very close. The answer is, in fact, Super Mario World from 1991. A great one. One of the one of the greats. Which uh, can be completed uh, thanks to the end credits glitch in about 45 seconds. Ah, fascinating. So you could theoretically play through it twice. In the time that it would take for the world to end, according to the doomsday clock. Uh, 
or you can follow it up with another classic. Uh, yeah, and the of course the uh, the uh, we would have also accepted um, Spyro Enter the Dragonfly from two thousand two, uh, which can be beat in uh, roughly a minute and some change, well below one hundred seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So, well, that, so there. Are, so there's our mid show midterm. Yeah, take your take your uh, take your world out with a nice game, a nice wahoo, a nice wahoo. Um, but avoid those bomb bombs, if you know what I mean. Right. Be, beware of, um, of the spiky cats. Aren't you a game developer? I yeah. You should beware of the spiky cats. Um, so uh, we are um, running, uh, as we always seem to, because we have just so much to share. There's right. so much knowledge and information that we wish we could convey. We're running late. So, Rowan, do you want to get to your final cataclysm? As, as you recall, the topic of this episode is cataclysm. And Rowan has brought uh, to us yet another cataclysm item. That's true. Um, and and uh, I do want to um, give a little bit of preface here because this isn't just uh, something academic. This is not simply something that is uh, sort of um, abstract, maybe in the way that an asteroid impact would be, in the way that a uh, false vacuum decay might be. Um, it's something that is personally affected me and i'm willing to bet personally affected uh, quite a few of the listeners out there i see um because when i remember as a young man i would go out to nature i would set out uh, my blanket i would bring some cicero i would bring some virgil and um in my tender years i would sit and i would read um in sort of you know next to the babbling brook in the field yes and because you lived in the 1700s and i remember being out there and all of these flying, buzzing creatures surrounding me, um, mm-hmm. flitting there and buzzing here, bumbling, dusting me with their tiny wings. Um, I see. And and that would always be fill me with joy. And I'd put down the Canterbury Tales and I would go and I would frolic freely among these beautiful little creatures in their Fulfilling their ecological niche. Frolic, you would frolic amongst. I'm guessing you're talking about. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I'd say the biggest, the most obvious thing is is colony collapse disorder, of course, affecting bees and bugs and other pollinators. You would frolic amongst these creatures. Uh, well, I mean, yes, you are you are partially correct in that um, this is about colony collapse disorder. Um, but what I'm referring to was my interactions with the fairies. The fairies? Yes. And so the question is, where have the fairies gone? Rowan, you're, you're, you're saying that colony collapse disorder has affected, is affecting fairies. Well, do you see them around anymore? When's the no. last time you've seen a fairy? Because I have not seen a fairy for many, many years. I don't, I have and never seen And I've gone back to the f- babbling brook. I've brought my Canterbury Tales, very well worn at this point. You and think I've it waited. was an event? I've, sa- I've sat and I've waited for them to appear. Uh-huh. And they do not appear. And when I ask people such as yourself, when I ask people um, that I meet my colleagues, even some very open-minded colleagues, mm-hmm. they cannot even remember a single instance where they frolicked on a hot summer's day with a pixie where they've received wisdom from inside the burrows of the goblins. 
nothing, none of that. No one can remember it. And in uh, fact, they look at me uh-huh. like I'm crazy. And I think this might be a concerted effort to gaslight me on one hand. But they look at me like I'm crazy. And, and to that end, I think that has a lot to do with why we're seeing colony collapse disorder amongst the fair folk, amongst the fae. What? So Because people don't believe and people don't care about nature right. anymore. And they treat it like a garbage can. And when you treat, you can't treat fairies like garbage. They can, won't go in the garbage can. They can fly right out. It doesn't make uh-huh. any sense. Pe- the way That's people fascinating. Tr- yes. Um, but but uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, so, this there, is- so, you're, so you're saying you don't see fairies anymore. Colony collapses or what? Who, why, why should we care? Even if there were fairies and we're no longer seeing them, there's sort of an application here that it matters. There, there, and that is, that is exactly why um, they're dying out. That attitude right there. That is That's exactly you know, among other things. Presumably, mites, disease. Um, no one leaves out any schnapps for them anymore. Uh-huh. And 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 you know, with that, um, it, it's it's sort of hard to talk about um, fairies. Um, as a unit, because it's not just one creature, one species. It is a whole ecological niche that is completely falling apart. Whether uh-huh. we're talking about the pixies or the gnomes or and I don't have time to get really into this uh-huh. this week, the grottos of the mermaids. I I see. You know, you got all these names for things, Rowan. I believe the topic was cataclysm. And there is. It is cataclysmic, the decrease in fairy population that has been observed is and it? recorded. Who? What's What's going to happen? Well— What's going to happen if all the fairies go away? Well, um, it, it's difficult. Well, you're seeing it right now, number one. Okay. Am I? You put a, you put a pie out on a windowsill. No little nibbles. Nothing. <laughs> it's so it bad. cools. Uh-huh. Um, cobbling. When's the last time you set out some shoes and uh, on your doorstep and in the, you came back the next morning and they were freshly cobbled? I've never done by that. little tiny hands. I've never done that. I don't think, I don't even know if my shoes could be cobbled. When is the last time you have heard of a child going missing and being replaced with a bundle of sticks and mud? When is the last time? Which, coincidentally, that is how the best indicator for um, fairy populations. And you don't see it very this often anymore. sounds horrifying, Rowan. Uh, but, but um, you know, nature nature is not scary. Nature is not pleasant. Nature is not um, – it, it just is, as are the fairies. And so what, what we want to do here is what I want to um, encourage the listener to do is to clap if you believe – C-L-A-P, clap, clap if you believe in fairies and what, want what to see them do? again. That will give them, that'll make us believe this is... Well, no, it's it's a, it's an acronym. It's an acronym for oh. four easy steps okay. that you, anyone can take to try and revert the colony collapse disorder uh-huh. that is as, as so clearly and obviously decimated the fairy population. Let's hear so it. let's start with C. Okay. C, communicate. Uh-huh. Now that's a wide that's a wide open concept. Communicate. Certain, who are we certain. communicating with? As you might be uh, wondering to yourself. Who are we communicating with, Rowan? The fairies? With the fairies, yes. But not just the fairies. Because the fairies do like to talk, but they might not always like to talk. Uh-huh. Talk with friends about fairies. Tell them that... Um, sort of like you're doing right now. Well, I wouldn't call our friends. I, I, I mean the listeners. Um, 
you, you, you talk to anyone, anyone who listen, colleagues, let them know that you're not seeing fairies anymore mm-hmm. and that you used to, that you care about fairies. And, okay. and, and that's, that's sort of the awareness. It's sort of almost like, I would say, as this is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, a thing yes. that everyone is already aware of and is therefore completely redundant. As opposed to fairies, which very few people are aware of. I don't even think they have a month. Uh, I don't think they do either. Well, July. Anyway, um, L, clap, love. Clap, love. Love, L for love. What do I love? Fairies die from negative vibes. And this is proven. Oh. This is fact. Um, uh, there is extensive literature. I don't see how literature. it could be proven when I do not think they exist in the first place. Well, I don't have time to get into the science of vibes. Maybe that will be a uh, another episode, another story for another time. Uh-huh. But there are um, effects that come from a negative attitude, negative experience, negative emotions, and and the fae, the fair folk, will sense that, and it will make them sick. Once again, well established. Um, it's okay. sort of almost like a, it's it's you know it's easy to go and see a um, Amico employee dumping oil into a uh, a, a bog or um, you it's know it's very easy to see that or some or some sort of uh, smelting operation that dumps slag into a river. You don't see the negative vibes you don't see the spiritual pollution that makes things like fairies um impossible to uh Mm -hmm. survive absolutely no way of detecting them so clap if you believe see communicate tell people about the fairies let them know l love have love in your heart especially for those who may not believe in the fairies okay um a a acceptance acceptance accept that the fairies might not show themselves, that you might not see a change immediately, except that they're shy more so than ever. And if you don't accept that fact and you just give up, then you've done no one any good, let alone the fairies. Uh-huh. Also accept that they might not be nice to you. They may play tricks on you. These are trickster, these are trickster right. entities. These I... are species known for their... Um, their pranks makes you question why we need them in the first place. Well, would you say the same about a raccoon who uh, perhaps goes into your garbage can and uh, pulls out some garbage and leaves it in geometric patterns on the you know your backyard? Geometric patterns from a raccoon or a gnome. I <laughs> number no. So so clap if you believe. C communicate. L, love, A, acceptance, and I think P, which is the most important step, um, even on, even you'll understand this, someone who's so closed off in your mind uh-huh. about these things, um, and that is propagate. Propagate. We have to give fairies an opportunity to reproduce. The no, Rowan, okay, this is, this is, we have reached the end of the show. It is, we are very over, over, God, there, I, I mean, I, I can give, there, I have many slides on how to, uh, to bring, to bring fairies out and, and communicate. We and, clap where I'm clapping, you believe. <laughs> Great. Let's move on to science of success. Uh, we've reached the end of the show, which means it's time for us to move on to one of our final segments. Uh, we've learned a lot about cataclysms, so now it's time to talk about the good things and, like success. Uh, and and not quite as much either about fairies, unfortunately. I had slides showing what you could leave out for them to encourage this procreation. I don't. I know what you could leave out for them, and I we cannot show that on Twitter. Schnapps. Okay. Contraceptives. As science tells us, success is a muscle. You well, you don't want to leave work. out contraceptives. You want you them need to reproduce. To isolate in order for it to grow. But how? 
Well, we've collected some of the most scientific theories proposed by real success engineers out there on the new media, and we're excited to share them with you. Uh, today's is one from uh, from an anonymous source. Uh, this is from uh, well, it's, this one's actually from LinkedIn uh, for for a quite for an interesting change. Um, I think this one's from Australia. Which is nice. Um, a, uh, a a hot spot for success, one might one say. One of the most successful countries, yes. Um, and they said this. Despite everything that's stacked up against them historically and to this day. Uh, yeah, truly, it's a truly David and Goliath. Uh, I got rejected for a job at Google. I got rejected for a job at Oracle. I got rejected for a job at Microsoft. The interview feedback, quote, too entrepreneurial. I didn't end up working for any of them. The feedback was helpful. I took the rejection and started a small business. I worked on it before and after my normal day job. That business now has made seven figures. So when you get rejected from a job, don't get angry. Implement the feedback, be humble, and do your thing. Hashtag mindset. What do you think those seven figures are? Like uh, Funko Pops or Canopic <laughs> jars? What do, what do you think? Uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, uh, you're building like tiny mo- like robots. Like a Gundam? Yeah, like a, like a Warhammer sort of thing. I would like to end the show with a poem. This comes from Samuel J. Ronalds, Chair Emeritus of the Kankakee Poets Guild. It is titled, This Is Your Warning. Uh-huh. To Stop Laughing at My Face, which bears... News of loss that the grove where you were conceived is now an iPhone. I love you, son, and I'm so, so sorry. Simon Amy's Eureka Cast Now is thoroughly vetted, fact checked, and meditated upon through the support of the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science beneath the Yards campus with a generous grant from the Chicago Body Project. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, out of WLPN LP 105.5 FM studio on the south side of the Chicago, well, just the south side of Chicago. We simulcast live on twitch.tv slash awcyfm at that same 8 to 9 p.m. slot. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, perhaps you have a fairy encounter you'd like to share, uh, please visit our website at eurekacast.org. And listen up, citizen scientists. Check us out. Leave us a react on the book. That's facebook.com slash eurekacast. Share us on the gram. That's eurekacast on Insta. And let's get ratioed over there at Twitter. Eurekacast there as well. I still don't think that's the You can right drop box us at our email address. That email is at awcyfm at gmail.com. That is awcyfm at gmail.com. Leave us your top kecks and share with us any epic gamer moments. And of course, if you leave us a hashtag eurekacast on Twitter or anywhere on the internet, um, I will find you, and I will be reading the top one at the next app. So it's time for tonight's shout out, which goes to oh, this one's a little. This one's a little much. Kai. This goes to. I don't know if this was a. This this is a great idea. This goes through at put my face through a plate glass window, uh, and and they said this. I'm ready for some change in science of. Putting my face through a plate glass w- window, hashtag Regcast. Uh, and I'm ready for that as well, uh, ha- at put your face through a plate glass window. Uh, we support you in all, everything you stand for. Um, and I'm so proud that you were a listener to our show. 
Kai, uh, Kai, where do you where who are these people? Who are these individuals that we're sending shout outs to? Top listener. I don't I don't I don't think that, you should see their gamer score. I, I is are they a Textbox Chapter Gamma user as well? Is that's that what most I'm to of, believe? That's most of the world. I, I really have my doubts.